Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight as LSU baseball recap as the LSU Tigers took down the Sanford Bulldogs 11-1, 12-0, and a 13-1 and got the complete sweep this weekend. But you know what, Zach? LSU is not playing anybody. Even though Florida can sweep Sienna this weekend, and Sienna's two and thirteen. Nevertheless, LSU is doing it in very, very good fashion. So we'll do an LSU baseball recap. Uh, what do we like going into this week? You got New Orleans tomorrow, which we'll be going live after that game uh, tomorrow, and then you got obviously your first SEC weekend a SEC opponent in Texas A&M. So we'll break. All of that down as well. Re- massive recruiting weekend uh, for LSU. Some key guys that were on campus that we'll touch on here uh, tonight uh, as well. We will touch on the LSU football recruiting as LSU is on spring break. Uh, and as you saw, we posted this. Jane Daniels is back out in California working with quarterback coaches to prepare for the season. We'll touch on that as well. And Carter... The power, Bryant, joins us like he does every Monday at 7.30. So when he comes in, any questions, thoughts, concerns, we can get to it. Also, Will Wade, and we'll probably bring this up before Carter gets here. Will Wade is announced as the next head coach of men's basketball at McNeese. Uh, He had a question today in reference to uh, his time in Baton Rouge and the current investigation. We will play that first out of the break as he – just alluded to his time in Baton Rouge and what LSU fans should truly take away from this, if really anything. Also, Saints Twitter might explode today as Nick Wright from First Things First absolutely ex- trying to expose the Saints and these salary cap issues, which the truth is he's not wrong as David Onyemata is going to the to the Atlanta Falcons 
which gets a $10 million cap hit for the New Orleans Saints. So you kick the can down the road very uh, a long time. Sometimes it's going to come back and bite you in the arse. So very, very fun-filled show here today. Uh, we're excited about it, that is for sure. A couple of comments, though, before we get gro- uh, rolling. Zach says, who? Sienna. Sienna is who Florida played. And I will say this in due confidence. Just a smidgen, just by a very small smidgen, Jack Caglione is the best freshman in the country. Jack Caglione is the best freshman in the country. Well, you could say, well, Blake, Jerry Jones hit a ball that's literally, (laughs) Jerry Jones hit a ball so high in the air and so far, a Chinese air balloon couldn't follow it. Hashtag Lynn Rollins. By the way, Lynn Rollins was in his bag this weekend. So for all of those Rudy Poos who keep poo-pooing on Lynn Rollins, eat a Snickers. I think you're hungry. Right? I mean, Lynn Rollins, what did he say? (laughs) He said, Dylan Cruz covers more ground than tree pollen. That Bubby, that, what what else did he say? He would wrestle jelly bean from a grizzly bear. I I mean, the man is is a walking walking, talking, legacy. Hotter than a Rolex in a pawn shop, which I got to be honest, that's my least favorite. Him covering more ground than tree pollen is my new favorite. Stronger than a garlic farm. I like that one. It's true. It's true. All right, so we got a lot to touch about. Let's do this. Everybody do it. Let's get to a couple comments, though. Uh, Kenny Fudge says, call the cat is still out there listening and he's listening. I'm, I hope he is. Chance Babin says, who gets to start on the mound tomorrow? I don't know, Zach. Who gets to start on the mound tomorrow? Who do you think? Who do you think it's going to be? Dane Bergeron says, what up, Blake? What up, Dane? Big Dane? <laughs> uh, Kenny Fudge says, so hilarious how opposing SEC fans crying playing LSU or L- cry LSU playing weak teams, but so are other schools. Bama lost to a bad team this weekend in Columbia. Yeah, they lost two or three. And shout out to them Southeastern Lions, baby, taking down the War Eagles. Taking two or three. That I tell you, though. Whew. Whew. What a, what a thriller. Uh, Chase Shores, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel that. I feel that. Matthew Lincoln says, how do you feel about free agency so far? Well, either Trey Wingo is going to be really right or really wrong with this Aaron Rodgers story. But look, I mean, the Saints, I mean, it is what it is, man. Saint, Look, here's the truth that no Saint fan wants to hear. They are screwing with the salary cap, and sometimes it's going to bite them in the arse. And I do agree with Nick Wright. Some of the local media not pointing that out and not getting on Mickey Loomis for doing it is a little bit naive and, ch- and childish. Okay. You can call out Mickey. Okay. You can't have a $10 million cap hit when a guy's playing for your rival. You, you just can't have it. If, if, if the Saints were to play a team right now, you don't have the interior defensive line to do it. Which you, with all due respect, and, and he's my dude, are you going to go get Braden Vohoko? Is that what your starting defensive tackles are going to be? Braden Vohoko. So, 
And I think Braden's a good player. I mean, he, look at well, look what he's done in the NFL so far. You know, so, I mean, he would fit that locker room. You got Shy to- Total going to the Panthers. I, I mean, it's just, it's aggravating at best. So, it's what it is. Kenny says the war chicken. Uh, Blaine says women's basketball March mag- Madness is upon us. That's true. I, I didn't think they'd be a three seed. Now, everybody's trying to justify it, but there's no reason to justify it. No reason to justify it. All right, let's do this. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media pages. Share, if you're especially on Facebook, share to all those groups as well. Share, share, share to those social media groups. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Do us a favor. Hit, uh, share to Twitter, share to Facebook. We appreciate you doing that. We are still trying to give the $200 away. I even might put your name more in a drawing if you share if you're on YouTube or Facebook, share it. I can go back and see everybody who shares it. Do us a favor, share it right now. We'll go more. I'll put your name in there again for the drawing uh, for the $200. So subscribe here. Subscribe to the Rafino and Joe Show on YouTube as well to do so. If you're listening to us on XM Radio, you're listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And we will get to as many of you as we can. I don't know what I'm talking about. What am I talking about, uh, Zach? We, we thank you for subscribing to <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm trying to pull up this Will Wade thing so we have it out of the break. Uh, so I'm being clumsy as hell. Being so clumsy as hell. All right. Let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Vardo and Sons and our good friends over at betonline.ag. Talk about Will Wade next. What's the impact? BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, play Graffino. Sit you on by. We're back. Texas, you're not back. Okay, so if you missed it today, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. If you missed it today, Will Wade, former LSU basketball coach, was announced as the next head coach at McNeese. Now, I know what a lot of you are going to say. I know what a lot of you are probably thinking. Why are we talking about Will Wade? 
but obviously it's a big topic of a day of the day with him going uh, to McNeese State. So earlier today, I think that this is really key for us to hear. Matt McMahon, I mean Will Wade, asked about the investigation in his time at LSU. This is what he had to say. Look, we, I can't really touch on the process because it's still it's still ongoing. Um, I will say, you know, when you look at the totality Zach, that? Of, of, of some of the other rulings thus far, I think with the – I mean, I, I'll say, I mean, the university did an unbelievable amount of – You guys meetings. can't hear that? Uh, okay. Unbelievable. Uh, Zach, there. let's do this. Uh, we'll play that in just a minute. Zach, I'm going to send you – I'm going to send you that uh, that clip, and then let's see if maybe you can play it. Is that how it works? Um, so let's do that. He said you guys couldn't hear that um let me know in the chat if you could but nevertheless basically will way would go on and say that he can't talk on specifics he loved his time at lsu he was trying to be really humble uh with it now i i think that the big thing for me in this whole will way thing and it's getting uh, look i've heard a lot of takes today about will wade going to magnese state guys i play i've literally spent a third of my life around Southeastern, in the Southland Conference, McNeese State, it's a big hire for them. For them specifically, it's a big hire. But don't be naive and think that he's, at least I don't believe, that he can necessarily just go in there and make absolutely massive amounts of strides because McNeese State has really struggled as a basketball program. In 2020, this past year, they were 11 and 23. The year before, they were 11 and 22. And then they were 10 and 14 during uh, the 2020 uh, 20, season. They're not a good program. Now, Will Wade would go on to say that Magnet State means more of a rebirth. I agree with him there. I do think that they need a rebirth. That area has been absolutely devastated by storms. That area needs a rebirth. And then he would go on to say that my career needs a rebirth. Newsflash. It does. Will Wade is admitting that he needs a rebirth. And his career needs a rebirth. I don't really think it's as big of a deal as people are making it out to. Now, some people have asked and some people are talking about how much does Will Wade being at Magnese State affect Mac McMahon? Guys, it doesn't really affect Mac McMahon at the long scheme of things other than, and the only thing and how it would affect is if Will Wade starts having massive amounts of success at Magnese State, which if he does that, he's gone, by the way, and he's out of Louisiana, that would affect Will Mac, uh, McMahon. But these schools are not recruiting the same caliber of athlete. If you believe that LSU, who, by the way, was left in shambles because of Will Wade, is going to be recruiting at the same level, especially in-state, when you don't really even get kids from in-state to go to LSU. Because, let's just be honest, it's not a big basketball state. They're not on the same level. Magnese is not on the same level as some people try to dare them to be. It's not a shot at Magnese. But their, their athletic, director, athletic director today 
Heath Scheuer literally made the comment that when he was making the basketball search, that he called hundreds of people around the country and they told him, McNeese State is a sleeping giant. No, it's not a sleep. And he said, in all three sports, we're nothing but a sleeping giant. No, you are not. And Will Wade's not going to a sleeping giant. Well, Blake, he means the Southland Conference. Guys, you don't have any idea then how the Southland Conference has historically worked. Now, can he win a couple of conference titles? Sounds good. Is that what you're calling a juggernaut? Because this is what's happened to you over the last 10 years. And the massive sport of football. You went 8-3 and three against Southeastern. You have losing records to most in-state programs. Since 2020, in the COVID year, you lost to Southeastern 25 to 20, then 38 to 35, then 30 to uh, 23 to 20, two times in 2021. Then in 2022, you would lose again. Well, Blake, basketball and football are different. You're right. They are different. But McNeese has not been a winning program even before the storm. Or storms, plural. They just aren't. Will Way going to Lake Charles means not a lot to me. What he has done and what people honestly forget, what people honestly forget, and for whatever it's worth, people love Will Wade that are LSU fans. Sounds good to you. But to me, he's just another opponent and another coach at another school that I don't root for, that I have no affiliation with. Good for him. But you can love Will Wade all the live long day. It does not stop him having five level one violations. And you hate me talking about that. You don't like hearing that. You Will Wade, American gangster. Well, here's the truth about American gangsters. Nine times out of ten, they end up dead or in prison. And I don't hope that on Will Wade. Will Wade's too good of a dude for anything really bad like that to happen to him. At the end of the day, he's a good dude. He got caught cheating at LSU. He's put LSU in a very precarious situation. The only thing, the only thing that I care about in this Will Wade scenario, and the only thing that we need to be talking about is this. What does McNeese State and, and their AD and their athletic program and their president of their university know more than we do. Because I don't think if you, if you remember, football and basketball were tied in together on some of these things. So if I had to sacrifice Will Wade for, for LSU football, then so be it. But what do they know that we don't? What does Will Wade know that we don't? Has LSU been told that they're in the clear now that they fired Will Wade and nothing's going to come of them, just like a lot of other programs, like Memphis and Kansas and, and, and Arizona, et cetera? What's going on with LSU? That's the only thing that you should care about as an LSU fan. Are these charges just, I don't want to, they're not going to be dropped, but are these charges going to be a small little slap on the wrist now that Les Miles has been fired and Ed Orgeron's been fired? And Ed Orgeron, from a recruiting and, and, and rec recruiting violation standpoint, had didn't really do anything wrong because he never got caught. Now, 
was everybody at LSU that's a head coach are all their hands dirty when it comes to recruiting? Absolutely. None of it's none of it before NIL was legal. All of them did it. I, I think that my point is, what does everybody know? ADs, Scott Woodward, what does everybody know that we don't? Because it does change Matt McMahon's contract, literally, if LSU's not hit with a postseason ban. If they were hit with multiple postseason bans, he had a seven-year deal, not a five-year deal. And he, I think that there's an incentive bonus if he's hit with uh, scholarship reductions and things like that. What do they know that we don't? Because that ultimately does affect LSU. But I'm not going to come on here and rehash all the stuff that Will Wade did at LSU, good, bad, or indifferent. He was a good basketball coach. He is a really good basketball coach, and I don't think that you can deny him that. Will Wade literally, Will Wade literally is 105, was 105 and 51 at LSU. He didn't do a bad job, but he left you in some really dire need. Zach, you got that video? I could have swore I sent it to you. Um, I'm going to tag you in it. Tigers Avenue. That's the only thing that I care about. What is going on with LSU? And any other, any other questions that you have, it means nothing. Because I, guys, LSU literally... I tagged you in and on Twitter, buddy. Literally, literally has to rebuild with Matt McMahon. But Nas Reed, Tari Eason, and the gang aren't going to Lake Charles to play for Will Wade. They're just not. And you know what? If they want to schedule Will Wade, versus and McNeese State versus LSU, I'm of the competitive nature and thinking, bring that on. Bring it on. But this fandom, this fandom that some have for Will Wade, to me, is so silly. And the truth be told in all of this, don't worry about it, Zach. <laughs> The truth in all of this is I'm just ready to move on from him. I'm just ready to move on. I, I, I don't know if you are in the same boat that I am. I want to move on from Will Wade. I want to put all of my chips in the Matt McMahon basket and help him and encourage him and do whatever we got to because that's what he he's trying to do it the right way. Versus a guy who pays people for hush money. Bill Snuff was never on the FBI wiretap, guys. And being on the FBI wiretap is not against the law. It's just not. Google it if you must. It's not against the law to be on the FBI wiretap. It means nothing to me. He, What happens at Magnese means nothing to me. Good, bad, or indifferent. The only reason it would affect me is because I'm a, my alma mater is Southeastern. But when you're going to a program 
that was 11 and 23, 11 and 22, and 10 and 14. Let's not act like he's got to rebuild. He's going to have to. And how long does he stay at at McNeese uh, in his time? A couple of comments. I want to move to baseball. David said McNeese State wins more games underway than LSU under McMahon. We'll see. We will see. Uh, Rick says, Brandon, that's ridiculous. Some fans already looking to get rid of Matt McMahon after year one. Why? See, that what I just don't what I don't understand is this man literally had one scholarship player and your school was under sanctions, which are Will which is Will Wade's fault, I might add. Okay, it's nobody's fault other than Will Wade's. And you love Will Wade more putting LSU in a predicament, the school that you love, you love the man more than you love the institution, which is fine. You, you, you can have whatever opinion you want to about that. The bottom line, though, for me is no coach, no player, nobody, myself included, nobody's bigger than the institution. Not Brian Kelly, not Scott Woodward, nobody. And I think the funny thing to me that I don't see as well is if you think that Scott Woodward made the wrong move, call him out for it. Call him out for it. You know why you won't call him out for it? Because your LSU baseball team is only has one loss. Under Brian Kelly, you literally just won the SEC West, and Kim Mulkey is running shit. That's why you won't call him out. So you have literally a guy in Scott Woodward who's made three fantastic hires, and then you look at Will McMahon, who was under sanction, who was who some believe still is under the microscope of being under sanctions, only having one scholarship player, and you know you, you just sit here and say, you know what? Forget Matt McMahon. Well, if you're gonna forget Matt McMahon right now, then ultimately don't get back on the bandwagon. I see so many fans on Twitter saying, well, I'm going to be a McNeese State fan now, not LSU. Bye. See you later. You're not a fan if you do that. The blind loyalty from Will Wade is nothing short of naive and reckless. Jordan, no, he won't. No, he won't. You can hate him, love, you can hate me for saying it, love me for saying it. I just don't care anymore. But I do not love any man more than the institution. The only person close in my lifetime may be Burrow. And he doesn't even touch that. But I sit here and we're about to get to this LSU baseball recap just very quickly before we get to Carter Bryant. And I sit here and look. This time last year, as we transition here, did you know in baseball this time last year you had been swept by Louisiana Tech twice already? You got swept by Tech. Oh, but Jay Johnson. And then and then I hear, Blake, NIL this, NIL that. But if you would pick up the phone and find out what they're trying to do at the PMAC right now, which they're trying to do a lot of different things, and guys, this takes time and money. Time and money. Then you wouldn't say anything. You wouldn't say a word. You wouldn't bat an eye. But some people, you know, we talk about big J journalism. 
Some journalists only share the knowledge and the stuff that they get, right, wrong, or indifferent, to benefit their narrative. I know for a fact that your athletic department talked with 17 massive boosters over the last nine weeks. Nine weeks. Over the last nine weeks, their main conversation is how do we upgrade the PMAC? How do we upgrade Alec Box? That's the conversation. So, what I want to do, Zach, I can't do. I can't talk about LSU going on a run, beating Butler, beating Central Connecticut twice, beating Butler again, taking on a really strong and good Lamar team, and beating them 9-2, to which, by the way, by the way, Lamar beat Kansas State, a team that you beat, and they also beat Texas A&M, a team that you'll play this weekend in a series. They beat those teams. They beat those teams. Newsflash also, by the way, you got beaten a regional by a mid-major. And don't tell me that baseball and mid-majors don't have some really damn strong programs when you have Coastal Carolina winning national titles. Now, it's going to be different with the portal. It's going to be different with NIL. We know that. Because LSU baseball this weekend was fantastic. You got Thatcher Hurd being the SEC Player of the Week. You got uh, Jared Jones, Jared Bear Jones, out of literally, literally, out of the great state of Georgia, having six hits this weekend, six hits this weekend, four of them going over the wall. That is unheard of. That is literally, literally unheard of. Zach, did you know? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In the last eight games, in the last eight games, LSU is averaging 13.38 runs per game. They have literally shattered their run rule record. Their mercy rule record. Shattered it. They're only giving up. And here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest thing for me. Guys, their ERA, their ERA right now is below one over those last eight games. You're only giving up 1.25 runs per game, some of them unearned because of error. You have a 990, ba- uh, a 990 fielding percent- percentage. Guys, you literally are 0.030 points better than you were a year ago, which is damn near elite in its own right. And I I will add here, I will add here before we get to before we get to Carter, let me add this. Last year at this time, like I mentioned, you had got swept by Louisiana Tech. Swept. Swept by Louisiana Tech. You still go 17 and 13 in the conference. You still get to a regional. And is this team right now not better than the team from last season? And if so, you're going to have to explain to me how that happened. I mean, am I wrong? Didn't LSU go 17 and 13, Zach, or 15 and 15? Did they break even? Look that up right quick. Did they break even? Hold on. Thought they went 17 13. 
Let's look this up very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. No, LSU went 17 and 13 in conference. 17 and 13 in conference. So you're and are you going to convince me? Are you going to try to convince me that the conference is much tougher now? And the schedule that you have in conference is much tougher now than it was a year ago. Guys, you probably don't have the SEC East champion on your schedule this year, which will be probably be Florida. You got tough competition. You got to take on Tennessee. Arkansas, it looks as maybe a little bit down than what they normally are. You got to play Missouri. Huh. Maybe that one's a little tougher, but they're not better than you. You, I, I, you got a down A&M team, it looks like. But you're not playing anybody? Spare me. when you're Guys, you're scoring 13.3 runs per game. You're the best offense in the country right now. And when I got Florida out here playing the University of Siena, which none of you know where Siena is, and we're not even talking about Italy anymore. I, I'm so – I just don't get it. And the pitching staff's been elite. My word. My word. Paxton Kling's another dude. Paxton Kling's another dude. But by the way, he's a dude, dude. Like, he's a dude's dude. He's a dude's dude. All right. Want to talk some LSU football? I do, too. No, You know who we do that for? And you know who we bring on Mondays to talk about it? Carter, the power, Bryant. But before we get to him, I want to give a special shout-out to our good buddy, Carol Fossover at State Farm. It is his birthday today. So if you know Carol, do us a favor. Go over there and tell him happy birthday on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can. Happy birthday to our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. Let's talk about him next. Back in 45 seconds with our good friend Carter Bryant from Power Hour LSU. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! Are you wearing a big-ass Tiger shirt? Let's go. Yes, man. I'm bringing the heat tonight. Let's go. That shirt's kind of throwing me off. I don't know if you're about to, you know. What's wrong with this? I, I just don't know if you're about to jump at me. You know, like I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little scared. You know. No, you shouldn't be, man. I saw you, you earlier be. in the background. You were like crouching tiger, hidden dragon with that shirt. That's what you look like, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. So I have a question for you. You're okay, a smart and, man. And, and yes. So the answer is yes. Tom Brady broke the broke the same law that Stetson Bennett did. Oh no, we're not good. <laughs> That was a fun debate. That was a fun debate. It's true, though. It is true. They did technically break the same law. 
but one was knocking on doors. You got, can you confirm that? At, well, it said according to uh, according to whom the police reports. So, uh, well, were the police there? I I don't know. You don't, don't know, know what if it was what if it was what if it what if it what if it was like Chris Carter said? What if it was one of his buddies and he just ran? It, it could have been. Okay, it so you don't know. I I I don't know a gazillion percent, but Tom Brady throwing a Lombardi Trophy from one boat to another. It's not I could almost say attempted damage to property. The Lombardi Trophy is not his trophy. Yeah, it is. No, are, are, it's are, not. It, it's Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Doesn't matter. It's not his property. But but uh, if you're Tom Brady, you can do that. If you're if Stetson you, if, Bennett and you win a nat- two national titles back to back, you can drink pappies and walk down the sidewalk all the live long day. You know what? I'm if he was, if he was I'm at LSU, if he would have done that at LSU, if he would have done that at LSU, not only would I have bailed him out. Let me of, ask you this. Let okay. You this. Okay. In okay. Your lovely home with your two kids and your lovely. It's wife different because I live in the boondocks. It's not different though. If drunk anybody is knocking on your door at seven in the morning. I don't think Pardon that's me? I don't think that's egregious. Seven in the morning, that's not egregious. But uh, anybody in the chat, feel free to chime in. If somebody is knocking on your door, drunk at seven in the morning, what are you going to do? I, I'm interested in what the chat has to say. All right. Well, yeah. everybody's saying that you hate Carol Baskin because of your shirt, but I don't. I don't. Tiger Carol, King. Ca- Carol with an Carol e Baskin that. that- oh. The one thing that annoyed me the most about Carol Baskin is... Is that she's a lying psychopath? No, it's not that. It's that she spelled her name with an E at the end. That 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 just... Like Carol with an E? Yes, there's an oh. E at the end of Carol Baskin. That, 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 that fits properly where it needs to in her name. It, it, exactly, exactly. But no, I, I have this question for you. Um, because, you know, I, I always find these you know, decisions interesting. So I'm a huge Patrick Peterson fan. Talked to him a bunch when he was at LSU, interviewed him a bunch when he was at LSU. He wants a ring and he signs with the Steelers. Let me ask you this, Blake. They're not winning. You don't you don't think the Steelers are Super Bowl contenders next year? Hell no. I wish PP seven would have signed somewhere else. So he could be on a contender. But maybe the fighting Kenny Pickett Hell no. Hell no, they're not winning. But Hell no. Devin might take them to the next level. He is and, a and, goat I, and I might lose 142 pounds and have rock hard abs. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things in this world that might happen, but no, they're not winning. Look, here's here's the truth. I think that I think Pat Pete's a little washed at times, but he always is smart enough to come down with some a pick or two to win you a game. Right. And and that's why you sign him because you know he's going to win you a game or two because and it's so massive that, that he can do that. I mean, he's yeah. still he's an above average corner. Let's call him what he is, Carter. I mean, he's well, an above point, average corner. Yeah, I, I think I think he would say because he's he's a very honest guy, right? Probably the most honest LSU football player I've ever interviewed. No doubt, uh, he he going to tell you he, how it is. He's he's you want to hear up. you want to hear a uh, very funny story? Let's hear it. Let's go. Southeastern Louisiana played outside of Atlanta and I was in a hotel room. So Peach Bowl 2008. LSU was staying in the same Marriott hotel. Oh cool. Jiren Taylor and Brandon Taylor. Ask Brandon Taylor to confirm this story if you must. Okay. Jiren Taylor 
a.k.a. Mama Taylor, who was on the football team and was one of my best friends, yeah, yeah. snuck me, gave me one of Herman Johnson's shirts and sweatpants, got snuck me on the LSU Tiger bus, and we t- I was with LSU as a quote-unquote walk-on player <laughs> and wa- and went to the Coke, mach- Coke factory with them in Atlanta the year that they played, I think, Georgia Tech. Right. In 2008. And Richard Dixon was the MVP, if I'm not mistaken, of that game. And uh, you want to hear something crazy? Patrick Peterson was the one that called me out and said, Oh, coach, he ain't on the team. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Well, what did you do? I said, Patrick, how do you know? You never get to see me because I'm always leaving you in the dust. And everybody started laughing. And Herman Johnson, swear, hand hand to God, Herman Johnson told him to sit his little ass down. Oh, really? Yeah. That is a great story. Uh-huh. That is I absolutely sn- one, There was the one time I snuck on LSU's bus. It really wasn't a snake on the bus. We really didn't get on a bus. It was across the street. I mean, I just went with it. Yeah, because y'all are in the same area. But it was still yeah. cool to be with the the real team. That's awesome. I yeah, that snuck, on a, <laughs> snuck in with that. I'm like, women were hitting on me too, Carter, because they thought I played for LSU. How about that story? It, it, the the colors, man, the brand. Do you want to hear something also funny? Trendon Holiday went out every single night that week of the Peach Bowl. Every night he was da- out downtown Atlanta partying. It's a fact. But he can do that. I mean, I guess. I mean, he's Trendon Holiday. I guess. Know? Yeah. I All mean- right, Carter the Power Bryant joining us. Carter, what was the... Now that I'm just going to give you the floor, what was the biggest thing for you this week, which you saw in spring camp? What Did anything surprise you this, this past yeah, week? Yeah, I, I, I think the biggest thing is it's important to know that in college football, yes, college football is a team sport. And like we discussed last week, it's about depth. But the truth is your best players are the ones that get you over the top, right? right. They're your real needle movers. And Harold Perkins is the best player on this team. Now you can make an argument from elite neighbors and a few others maybe, but Harold's the best player on this team, right? So I think focusing in on how LSU wants to use him next year is going to be the biggest story for this roster, you know, moving forward. And what we've seen up to this point, and once again, Matt House is going to use him everywhere next year. But right now he is working with the off ball linebackers. And one thing I think All right, bold- just for people because let me admittedly say no, no, this. We had like probably 14 questions from last week's show when you, we talked about off-ball linebackers. Guys, it's yeah. basically an inside backer, okay? It's just right. not – okay, just so we can clear that up for them. Yeah, so what LSU decided to do and what Matt House and Brian Kelly decided to do because there was this question, and I feel like it's important to distinguish this question here, is why is John Jancic – doing the special teams along with coaching the outside linebacker. And my understanding is this, right? So when you look at a defensive front, there are three different subsets in how LSU views the defense, right? You have your hand-in-the-dirt defensive linemen, which are now being coached by Jamar Kane, and you have your off-ball linebackers that are coached by Matt House and John Jancic, just from the practice clips that we've seen, and, um, you know, just watching just from afar and speaking to people that I know, he is now coaching the Jack outside linebacker, the B.J. Ojolari role. So Jancic's role is going to be 
that, helping Matt House figure out who the best Jack outside linebacker is. Now, what's interesting about that is Harold Perkins played that role some, um, not quite, but some in some pass rushing situations. And right now he is being worked with the off-ball linebackers. And that Jack outside linebacker is right now looking to be occupied by three separate people. You have Jackson Howard, the true freshman coming in from Minnesota, who's right. at camp right now. And then you have two very experienced transfers that have played a lot of football in Braden Swinson and Ovia Gufo. And their numbers are simple, 11, 13, and 17. Um, Typical respectively. LSU numbers, too. Right. So that is, to me, the biggest takeaway from this. Now, Harold Perkins is going to play everywhere because that's what he can do. I call it the, the perk role. But how they decide to use him moving forward is going to be key because he is a national championship winning level defender like the Grant Delpits, the Patrick Petersons. He is of that that echelon just based on what he did this last year. So how they move him and how they use him moving forward is going to be interesting. And also, Blake, I know you've gotten a lot of these DMs as well. I've gotten a lot of these DMs as well. Um, a lot of people are disappointed that he changed his jersey number. I don't – Well, I could, I could absolutely care less. Same here. It's a single digit. Everybody – every player – if you play, I, I, you know. I mean, well, oh, Jamar, Jamar, I mean, uh, Kayshawn Booty went to number seven. Just know. When you it doesn't LG, matter. Dogs yeah, it, 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 will be dogs no matter what toe polish they wear. Well, I will say this. There are a lot of people disappointed because they bought a lot of Perkins number 40 uniforms, and I get it. I totally get it. Well, support but, the kid now. He makes money from the jersey sale. Yeah, so if you really like them, buy another Perkins jersey or, hear me out, understand when you buy jerseys moving forward with the transfer portal and all of that, players leave. Players change jersey numbers. That's just how it works. So That's why um, I don't buy jerseys. It's is the number one reason why I don't buy jerseys. Well, if you look, I got uh, my Patrick Peterson Vikings jersey uh, up here. And I don't even like the Vikings. I just love Patrick Peterson. But uh, I don't know so, if I'm going to get a Steelers jersey oh now. I don't know if I'm going to get a PP7 I wouldn't Steelers do that. I wouldn't well, do he's, that. he's not going to be able to wear number seven, so I'm definitely right. not going to I wouldn't you know, do that. But, but yeah. All right, so about Harold Perkins. But Brian Kelly did kind of allude to that he won't move around as much. What do you think right. that that means? Well, it could mean a lot of different things. Um, I, I still think if uh, this is what I would do if I was LSU. I would still use him the same way that same way that I used him last year because that's what he does best. I mean, he won LSU a lot of football games, and honestly, if you go look at how these games are actually played out, and I really mean rewatch a lot of these games, there are some that LSU is not winning last year without him. Right, the Mississippi State game changed when he started being featured in that game. The Ole Miss game changed. We remember the iconic. Lane Kiffin quote after the game. The Alabama game changed with what he did to Bryce Young causing nightmares to where Mina Kimes of ESPN, who has a huge national following, said, hey, I'm trying to study Bryce Young. I can't do it. Harold Perkins is destroying the game. I remember that. I and, remember that. And then, of course, the Arkansas game, which will always be known as the Harold Perkins game. So, I mean, this this guy is, is huge for LSU next year. And 
you know, I he just changes everything. He makes a lot of people look better than they are because of, you know, his pass rushing ability. And just pre-snap not knowing where he's going to be. Pre-snap knowing as a quarterback, I cannot outrun this guy. Malik uh, and Horn you gotta and now you gotta account for an outside backer when truth be told you need to be accounting for the middle backer. I mean right. for people so, that don't understand, like when you hear yeah. in the NFL you know, 54 is the mic, 54 is the mic. Now they're going to be calling out four instead of right. 54. He's a nightmare. And right, I, I, I can't. Gotta, and he looked I bigger, cannot. Carter. I got to admit, he looked bigger. I mean, right. not from the waist up, you know, pause. But, like, I, I thought <laughs> that he just looked bigger. I, I think Jane Daniels looked bigger. I mean, I posted a photo today. He's huge. I wouldn't he's say huge. he's huge, Pauls. I would just say he's getting bigger. Car, I, I don't like him playing in the inside at all. I, I think you unless unless he unless he got significantly stronger, he has no business playing in there. Zero. Right. Go turn on that Georgia film, and until I can see him playing on the inside consistently and doing some good things, he has no business playing there. None. Because as soon as they're as soon as guards get their hands on him, bad things happen. Really bad. Bad things happen again. What? He's not. He's not ready for that position. Everybody alludes to him being a spy in the middle. That's th that means nothing. That's not. I'm talking about strictly run game, or strictly run game. And he's got to get better in coverage. Okay. Right. Like no, no, I, you I know. Agree so you. I, I will say that. You know what's interesting, Carter? Speaking of you, yeah. you brought up Bama. I know you're the film study guru. You are. I mean, you're the GOAT. Look at this photo right quickly. Let's see what we got. Oh, Josh Williams, baby. Okay. Do you see that black line? Yeah. That's the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Do you know who number 31 on Alabama's team was last year? Uh, that's that's a potential number one overall pick in the NFL draft right there. It's crazy that he his ass got driven ten yards off the football four straight plays in a row, isn't it? That's crazy. It's still wild. Thought. To Thought. Go. We got to stop talking about the negativities of the offensive line and start talking about guys like Will Anderson by a true freshman and Emory Jones getting his absolute ass handed to him. Yeah, that was a really good game by them. You know, I. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Is it the best game that they've had since 2019 of the offensive line? I think it is. I don't think it's close. Yeah, I mean, especially as that game moved forward, when it mattered the most in the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. To everybody listening on audio, too, I'm sorry. You'll just have to go watch the clip. But, Carter, I, I, I think that this offensive line, Mason Lunsford, 6'7", 305 pounds. Watch out, man. Get some road graders. I will. I will. I will add two things to this. All right, go um, ahead. Will Anderson only made one play in that game. Huh. Uh, that, physically dominated, Carter. He was yeah, physically he made, dominated by Emory Jones. He made one special play in that game and ended up being a touchdown on the next play to John Emory. Um, and outside of that, LSU did a really good job blocking him. Um, and there were some times where I thought Bama could have used Will Anderson differently last year, but still. Uh, he, he's one of the best players to ever play in the SEC, and LSU did a really good job of, uh, of blocking him. Now, 
Um, something else, there was an interesting tweet today. And if you want to go check it out, go to at Power Hour LSU on Twitter. Did you see this tweet that uh, Mike Golick Jr. put out to go along with your offensive line? Yeah. Uh, Are you talking about the Brian Kelly and the half a billion dollars? Yeah. The tw- So for those that don't know, Notre Dame had this offensive line in 2015 that was, you know, legendary, right? And all of them signed huge second contracts. Massive. And, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember an offensive line having from one unit having this much money. Uh, it was it's like never, actually, it's never happened. It, yeah, it's the highest I mean, in NFL's history. If I'm Brian Kelly, I'm trotting that into every offensive. No doubt. Line. That is the first thing. And what's interesting about that is, you know, when you look at LSU's recruiting, to go along with your point here, is, you know, LSU has a brand at every position that is massive outside of offensive line previous to these last couple of recruiting classes, right? You And, and look, LSU has had great offensive lines previous Brian Kelly. The 07 offensive line is one of the most underrated units in LSU history. But – you know, LSU just hasn't had a whole lot of offensive linemen get drafted in the first couple of rounds. They've had um, Ethan Posick signed his second, con- his third contract today. That's yeah. one. Loyal yeah, Collins, so but, th- he, but that was BS. What happened to him? But but he still got more money as a free right. agent and going to Cincinnati than he would as a first round pick, which is even more wild. And, and what Brian Kelly's going to try to do is make LSU known for its offensive line, right? Um, yeah, I, I'll share a stat here that's, right. that's a little uncomfortable, and it's crazy to think about. But if I'm not mistaken, the last offensive lineman to go in the first round was in 1998, uh, and that was Alan Fanica. And his, and, yeah, It's crazy. LSU is known for first-round picks everywhere Besides- except there. So the it's, so the LSU has had a so what or what you say what you're saying is is that LSU has had a first round pick at every position, maybe besides offensive line and running back in the first round. No, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. No, it's not. Well, it's they should have had one with Lael Collins. Yeah, that was BS. Uh, okay, right? so around that. Yeah, that's 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 wild, man. That's it's wild. Not- you know, especially when you got Emory Jones push, you know, can he can he Will Campbell and Lance Hurd do something special? But the days of talking about that unit being so bad, Carter, I think it's done with. Now, on my SEC show earlier before this show, you know, like that offensive line's going to really about to really be tested, okay? When you talk about Braden Fisk and Jared Verse on the same side of that defensive line, Carter, that is a nightmare. And I will tell you, now you're you're a college football historian. Can you remember can you remember a a opening game now that you see Braden Fisk and Jared Verse and Fincho Cypress, the the mainstays of that defense? Do you remember a highly more a more highly anticipated game in week one in non-conference than that one? Because I, I can't remember one. Would yeah, you have I to mean, go back from to LSU Oregon? Yeah, that, that was the biggest. Um and that that game was so big in Dallas. I remember Dan Patrick show was there. I mean, they had the Nissan Heisman house. I mean, it was right. I remember cool. that. Dude, there were so many people. I, I remember the night before bars in Dallas running out of alcohol. Uh, with all the LSU Oregon fans there, 
Uh, it was crazy. That was one of the craziest neutral side games I've ever gone to. Uh, and this one is, is going to be on that level, um, especially considering this, right? So I've gotten to know some Florida State fans from the game last year. They are going all out. And I follow a bunch of them now. They are all in on this next year's team. And for good I don't reason. think that they're wrong, Carter. They're my favorites right now to win the ACC, barring like a massive injury to Jordan Travis. Yeah, and what I think is very fascinating is that was one of Jaden's better games last year. You think it was? I do, if you factor in, you know. Game one, well, all that stuff. And the offensive line wasn't properly set for the rest of the year. Right. And he had to overcome that. I thought he was superb in that game. Um, and, and look, he kept us in it. If it wasn't for him, we'd, it wouldn't have even come close. Him and Jure and a few others. So, um, so yeah. I went I'm, back I'm, and watched that game uh, two nights ago. It was so sickening. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Brian Kelly thinks about that game because that was – you, you know of, what's more sickening, Carter? What's yeah, more sickening to me is that they didn't – LSU did not run anything defensively that's really tough. Right, and they yeah. still continue to give up third down conversions. Yeah, I mean, uh, some and, and look, some of it was Jordan Travis being amazing. He was really good, and he made some throws that were just so good that you can't really do anything about. But, you know, a lot of LSU's best players that season, or last season, just did not have their best games that game either. And... A lot of those guys return, and don't you think Harold Perkins and Emory Jones feel some type of way that they didn't get to have a say in that game? Because uh, you know who Emory Jones and Harold Perkins. Oh, I thought you said John Emory. Oh no, 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 I about to say both, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, both of them did not get their opportunity to play because you know they're true freshmen, fall enrollees, right? So. Um, now those guys are two of the best players on the team and they're going to be involved now, obviously going into that game, but you're right. I mean, Jared verse, um, the tall receiver Wilson. And then, I mean, Jordan Travis, you go look at big time throw percentage. You look at what he did last year for them. He was impeccable in a lot of big games for right. them last year. And the Florida state game was amazing. The Oklahoma game was amazing at the end of the year, but really the LSU game when, especially considering he got sleepy hollowed um, in, on that one touchdown throw, which is still one of the more absurd throws I've seen. I agree with that. I agree with that. Versus LSU while you're getting decapitated. Um, he, he was truly, truly, truly amazing. So I'm telling you, I, I agree with you, Blake. This is the biggest season opener since the Oregon game when uh, Tyron Matthew run – and I'm talking about all of college football. I'm not talking about like, I, you know, I'm just talking about college football. You know, like I'm right. not meaning just LSU. I, I think I think you're there. And then, you know, and on the opposite side, from an LSU perspective, okay, Mason Smith, Makai Wingo, and Harold Perkins return. So right. you're now you're now in a scenario where. You're now in a scenario where, man, I, I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I think either team, that whichever one comes out victorious, Carter, you really don't, you really have a manageable schedule until you get to Alabama. Like, you can, you can pull it off, okay? You can. 
Uh, the, obviously, the biggest worry for me is that stat that you brought in here last year. Mr. Blake, what about back-to-back -back road games like that? I hate stuff like that. It's hard, man. But I, 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 do you, Carter, do you remember how nervous I was for that game last year against Florida State? And everybody told me I'm stupid. And, and, and you know what is the massive thing for me is how well they run the football. It's not just Jared. It's not just Jordan Travis. Okay. Yeah. They run the football on everybody. And it doesn't matter. So we'll see. All right. One last for you, Carter, and then I'll get you out of here. I know that you're not. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to ask you a Will Wade question. I'm not going to do it to you. Who cares? Who cares about Will Wade, right? Oh, I, I yeah. mean. Okay. So you yeah, did a, no. you, I asked you what was the biggest thing you talked about, Harold Perkins. What's the next biggest thing that you that you noticed from spring football that you liked? Um, Not really too much, Blake, that was out of the ordinary. Everything was pretty straightforward. Uh, that was the biggest thing that I was looking for. Now, I mean, there were some other things. Obviously, mm -hmm. you look at Jaden, you look at, um, obviously, Nuss with these minor procedure. And I was told it was very minor, nothing crazy uh, to worry about there. But uh, Ricky Collins looks like a division one quarterback just with the size and, and all of that. But it, if you go look at the throwing motions of the experienced quarterbacks and you look at his, his, his got better. His got better. It, it, it's gotten, it's gotten, it's gotten a little cleaner. And that's not, a, not a little, ain't no little about that dog. Well, here's here's what I'll say is I don't want to make any huge sweeping, you know, statement about any quarterback until I see him in a scrimmage or an actual game. Cause when you're playing against air, anything can happen. But when the bullets are actually flying, it's a little bit different, right? Are you are you gonna revert back to your old ways or are you gonna be who you are now in drills? So uh, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm very happy to get Ricky Collins on campus. And it's cool to have, you know, a quarterback from, you know, South Louisiana be in that room yet again. So um, really excited about Ricky. Obviously, uh, a ton of people from Woodlawn watch your stuff and my stuff as well. So I am very excited to see how he develops. But other than that, Blake, you know, it's cool to see all the early enrollees. It's cool to see Jalen Brown. It's cool to see um, Kyle Parker and these guys that you follow with their recruitment all the way up. And... Uh, we'll we'll see how they continue to move. JV and Toviano wearing the twenty five. Well, and not and well not yeah. well well and he so is Trey Holly. Here was my Trey biggest Holly takeaways. Number number one, I think Trey Holly was was decent enough size. I, I think he looks well over two hundred pounds. Um, JV and Taviano got reps with number one, but then Denver Harris came right back and picked off Garrett. <laughs> Twice. I, I, Twice. But, but I, it wasn't I just will, once. I will, I will say this one thing. You, you brought up, you know, we'll wait a minute ago, right? I don't think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, all right? I don't think from an LSU perspective it's as big of a deal as— I think it's a massive deal. Why? I, I'm curious. I'm curious. Why, because why football's attached to this. Right. They can hit you with t multiple postseason bans— I mean, if you remember, LSU self-imposed their own uh, postseason ban, even though their their season was crappy. They self-imposed their own postseason ban, which, you know, so I, I think it's significant. I, I, I think, you know, when you don't have – when you have le five level one violations come down on you, 
and you might escape it with a slap on the wrist. Sign me up. Oh, so, but my point was him just joining McNeese State. You think that inc- you th- his name just being back in the news? You think that? I think that him? Will Wade could have gone a thousand other places other than the McNeese, but he's such a troll. He had to come back to the state of Louisiana to do it to prove a point. It's it's bizarre. It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. And, but the, but and I my, don't I don't hate that he has a job. Rick Patino was paying hookers and hookers, strippers, and buying cocaine with his credit card that we know for a fact and putting them up in a dorm room. Spare me that Will Wade doesn't deserve to have another job for paying what's look let's call it what it is, historically, young black men from very tough situations, okay? So spare me. But when you have hookers and cocaine in a dorm room and you're, t- and you're having recruits have sex with prostitutes, excuse me for thinking that Rick Patino having a job is worse than Will Wade. However, no, I, no, I however, Will Wade knows what he's doing with going to Magnese. He wants to troll LSU. He wants to troll Scott Woodward. And if, I, and if I'm Scott Woodward, I get pissed off, get 50 NIL deals for basketball players, and tell Matt McMahon, you got $2 million to work with and go play. Because what nobody knows, what I reported three weeks ago that nobody wants to talk about, Blake LSU's behind an NIL, and yet they got a 20000 to 25000 base NIL income for every scholarship player at LSU. Want to know how they're doing good in the portal? want to know how they're doing good in recruiting because they're making money that's how and they're going to do the same thing with the same thing that they're doing with football they've already incorporated with baseball that's how you get tommy tanks that's how you got all those dudes guess what basketball's coming oh i love it my point is i just don't <laughs> think i just i just don't think him being at mcneese you know hearing that they're going to be competing from the same recruits. Uh, I, I just don't think McNeese is on LSU's radar. Not even uh, remotely close. They're literally a flea. They're a flea on a whale's point. dick. That's what they are. They're a flea on a whale's dick. I, 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 they just... It, Hashtag that's Moby. Not, that's, that's, that's nothing against McNeese. Nothing. No, it's they're just... the armpit of Louisiana, not Lake Charles, Magnese. I love Lake Charles. Magnese is the asshole of America. Oh, come on. That's that's harsh. Don't 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 go after Cowboy Nation. Like My that. mama told me that when I grow up I don't need to be a cowboy. No, don't don't Won't up be a cowboy. McNeese. She told me to rope and ride. McNeese did not deserve these strays. Did, they they did not. Carter, where did I where did I graduate from? I know you're a southeastern. Okay, guy. they can lick my arse. I am defending Cowboy Nation. Yeah, well, you're a blithering idiot if you do, because nothing Cowboy that they Nation. do is ever good. You know what's interesting, Carter? Since you brought that up, you want to hear a Let's fun go. stat for your ass? 2013 lost to southeastern. 2014 lost to southeastern. 2016 lost to southeastern. 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22, 21 again, 22. They keep losing to southeastern. Mic drop. Your program is ass. I'm just saying that they didn't deserve the armpit of America. You there are plenty is? of places. Me spanking somebody's that, ass. There are plenty of places that qualify. Gainesville, Florida qualifies for that. There's plenty of other cities that, that qualify for that. But not McNeese. Cowboy, the, the Cowboy Nation did not deserve these strays. 
They did not. Yes, they did. They, I, no, I, 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 all right. Kobe Richardson is mad at you right now. I don't care. That, that you, you I, I could literally care less. <laughs> By the way, do you think that Frank Wilson's a bad recruiter? Answer me this. Is Frank Wilson a bad recruiter? No. Why was he getting his ass beat by Frank's cell phone in Southeastern? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let's hear it. Because they're not a good program, and they can't get out of their own way. The best recruiter in Louisiana history couldn't get dudes to go there. And you and you want to tell me, you want to tell me that Will Wade can? I don't know. I have no idea. I just don't think I my my point about Will Wade is just I just don't think McNeese, they're East Texas. I I don't East I Texas. don't I just don't think it's it's on anybody's radar after today. It it, it it it's on everybody's radar for this reason alone because LSU's tied to it. Well, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And and just anyone in the chat, feel free to chime in on this. How many Will Wade? They Super got 14, Brian, and the only reason y'all have two more is because because Southeastern didn't play from in the 1990s and the early 2000s. We're have, so, we're about to have more than you. I'm curious in the chat, how many of you? I gotta let Will, you go. How many Will Wade Super fans are out there? A lot. So whatever. All right, we'll continue next week. Later, buddy. Later, bud. All right, that's Carter the Power, Bryant, and guys, we gotta call it a night here ourselves. Until tomorrow, we'll see you after the LSU baseball game. We're going, going, going. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.